0: Kia ora, I'm Stephen Moe. I'm a director and impact lawyer. You're listening to Board Matters. In this series, I speak to top New Zealand directors who I met on the Advanced Directors course run by the Institute of Directors. My guests share their unique perspectives on governance and what they've learned along the way. We start with the question, what would the title of your book on governance be and why? Well, it's a real pleasure to welcome Samantha Sharif, who's a chartered member of the IOD, and she is a professional director. So she sits on a lot of boards, including ASX, NZX listed entities, and domestic and international trading companies. She's on the board of New Talisman Gold Mines Limited, as well as the Motor Trades Association. Thanks so much for joining me, Samantha.
1: Oh, yeah, it's my great pleasure, Stephen. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to our conversation, because you and I recently attended a course, and the opening question got us all thinking. And that was, what would the title of the book on governance be if you were the author? So I'm curious, what was the title for you?
1: Yeah, so look at that. That's a great question, right? And I and I guess I'm, I'm really fascinated by the answers that people have put forward. You know, I think when we have the podcast series, it'll be really excellent to, to hear them all. So for me, the title of the book is, is always an obvious one for me because it's a thread that underpins everything I do in a governance sense and otherwise, quite frankly. So my title is Why Are We Here?
0: I like that. I can imagine that there's a lot of different topics that that could cover. Can you expand a little bit on the chapter headings or what the content would be driving it? Yeah, at?
1: absolutely. So I think for me, it's always the fundamental question I ask myself, right? So. And it has a, a bunch of layers to it, uh, as you outlined there. So the first question, you know, when we get together as a board is, you know, why are we here? So it's it's become part of a big conversation for people these days around purpose. You know, what do we exist to do? And that's the lens you've got to bring to the table. So when we're having difficult discussions or even simple discussions, I think just bearing in mind that lens, you know, will help help you in your decision making. That applies, I think, at a at an existential level, you know, with within society, if you like, for the board. I mean, what are we here to do? You know, we want to create sustainable value for our shareholders, our wider stakeholders, for our communities. But also, when we come to an individual board meeting or when we come to a particular decision, I always have that lens in mind because it's quite easy to end up in quite a Complex debate, but lose sight of what's the decision that you're trying to make. So you you might actually recall, Stephen. So you and I were in a were in a meeting um, just this week, actually, where we were having you know with a, with an organisation that we're involved with, and we were having quite a high level conversation around strategy and a lot of things that the organisation could potentially become involved with. But I think they'd sort of lost sight of the why question. And once we brought it back to that, it got a, a much better filter around what's going to add the most value in terms of productive use of our time, energy and resources. So I think for me, that's always a fundal, fundamental question. And I think we've got to be Really clear about that, and and actually, you know, I guess when boards boards have their strategy days, it's a really good opportunity to get aligned around what do we think our purpose is and means. But also, for example, if I'm you know chairing a meeting, I want to be clear about I think the key decisions that we want to to make at the meeting. I saw, I read in one of the um, IOD boardroom magazines a while back, actually, there was an article from Peter Beck, you know, of Rocket Lab fame, of course, and and he probably in some ways put down a similar kind of challenge where he said for boards, you know, are we being the best that we can be, you know, rather than sort of nitpicking the P&L over the last month, you know, are we really focused on what's going to make the biggest difference? I mean, I'm using my own words there, not his but, but it in in essence to me it carries the same kind of concept you know yes we've got you know four pillars of of, of purpose you know for for directors but I think um, sometimes the the emphasis can be too much on compliance and holding to account and not enough on let's actually really work together here to make the bold strategic decisions that we need to for the success of this organization and all of our stakeholders and actually spending much more time in that landscape and that we're all in this together landscape rather than, well, you know, Mr. CEO, we're going to really hold you to account today and you'll come out of the meeting feeling like you've been through the ringer, but we actually won't really have helped, you know, move the ball up the field in terms of purpose.
0: That's really good. I like that a lot. And it's kind of a reminder as well that often in boardroom settings, because we're naturally given lots of reports to review before the board meeting, and often they're looking at what's happened in the past, and it's very easy to get bogged down in the how and the what side of things, like how do we do it or what do we do? And it's coming back to that central question, which I think is the core of your book, which is what is the why? Why do we do it rather than focusing on the how? Because if we, if we lose sight of that why, then we just get caught up in the the routine and the how do we do it, rather than the really, you know, blue skies thinking of why do we do it, and then we look at how we do it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that that allows you lots of opportunities to to reinvent your business because it helps you to understand what's the essence of your success, you know, and. And and interestingly enough, I mean, when we look at our businesses, the key value is generally in the people and the ideas, you know, it's not in your physical assets, which are fairly minimal these days anyway, it's actually, you know, in your intellectual capital that you contain within the business. And I think worst case scenario, if you forget the why, or you haven't thought about the why, you end up in a cycle of continuous improvement, but at a... um, Law of diminishing returns. So at the IOD conference a few years ago, there was a guy who um, had worked for Lonely Planet, you know, and he was talking about their focus was very much on we're going to produce the best books, you know, on travel and very much around the form in in which they were doing that, and you know, ended up being sort of you know entirely blindsided by the the e-commerce trend and, and that way of sharing information and, and completely missed the trick, you know, because they were focused on the, the how rather than the why. So, yeah, I think it's um it's very important on a, on a whole range of levels.
0: No, I agree. It's kind of a basic principle, isn't it? But you get your foundation right and yes. then you build the house, you know, and too often we're worried about building the house and painting it and we're forgetting we got to get that foundation before we get to the what we do. It's why are we here? So that's really great. Yeah. And did you find that the title changed for you during the course, or did it reinforce that same title for you?
1: Yeah, I think for me, it's, it's certainly reinforced. It it's always it's always my question, you know, that that as I said underpins everything. Even even you know a conversation board table. I mean, my initial preface is, or you know, why 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 are we having this conversation? Because it's you know humans 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 love to have dialogue, and that that can be a great thing. But actually, we just need to be. be cool. Conscious about what's in service of, because you can end up in a in, in quite a quite a vigorous debate, but again, lose sight of why you're, why you're having the conversation.
0: What you're really saying is that this is a principle that applies across life, isn't it? Like yep. this is something. It sounds like it's almost a theme that you've noticed is relevant not just in your board roles, but in any role that you're taking on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a bit of a sort of existential question, but I think for me, a very relevant <laughs> one. You know, across all facets of life.
0: Well, those are the principles that we're diving down to get because those are the gold nuggets that will then be applicable across even governance roles into just our life. So that's really good. And tell me, um, you've been involved in governance for a while now. Mm -hmm. Are there any trends that you're noticing or things that you've been looking at and thinking, oh, that's interesting?
1: Yeah, well, look, I think um, for me, one of the fundamental things that is happening and, and has been for some time and and this is a societal thing you know a, glo- a global societal thing rather than you know more specific but it's um just the observation around the challenges to social cohesion that that seem you know that exist currently so i think things like social media obviously have allowed people to share different views and perspectives on the world and and that's absolutely fine and and perfectly valid but we seem to be moving into you know uh, an era where there is much more polarization and much less acceptance of collectivism you know so that people are less willing to accept things like consensus less willing to accept the validity of decision makers and the decisions that they come up with so even if things for example have legal sanction you can still have people who think well i just don't like this result so therefore i'm going to Protest or march, you know, and and I think the motivations of, of um, individual groups are probably entirely sound from from their perspective. But unless we can come up with some effective vehicles where everybody feels that you know they're able to be legitimately heard and buy into consensus type decisions, which you need in 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 a collective society. Um, how do we move anything forward? And I think, you know, we, we can see the impacts on that um, at board level because I think it just makes it increasingly hard, you know, for, for boards to make decisions um, because, one, it can, you, you know, the, the concept now of obviously that much wider stakeholder group, you know, that we we consider, and, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all, but it means that the decision-making is much more complex. and. If you're not careful, um, you end up sort of holding yourself hostage perhaps to those who you think might be most disaffected by the decision and work backwards from from there. So it can lead to much more risk aversion on the part on the part of boards, but also a much we need to have a much wider understanding of our stakeholders and communities to understand the impacts of, of our decisions. And, and you know no, none of those are necessarily bad things by themselves. But to the extent that it can stymie decision-making because, you know, there's just so much that you have to consider and lead to even more risk aversion on the, on the part of boards, I don't think that is a good thing.
0: That's really helpful. Thank you. It's an interesting dilemma, isn't it, because you want to consider all different perspectives, but then ultimately you have to have the courage and the strength to be able to chart the course and sometimes it might be an unpopular choice too. And the reality that's, is, I'm just yeah. remembering that proverb that you you can't please everyone all of the time.
1: Well, I think that's exactly right, Stephen. And I think the amplification of the decisions, though, you know, in the in the public domain tends to be around the people who've been disaffected, you know, rather than say that, you know, the, the wider majority, presumably which have benefited, or or the fact that actually the company is now going to have a sustainable future because you have had to reinvent yourself, you know, which is which is gonna have to happen to all businesses at some point in time. And that that has then a bunch of implications for employees and shareholders and, and stakeholders. And if the wider context of decision making these days makes it very hard for boards to make bold decisions, then that's not a healthy thing.
0: Well it's great to hear that trend from you. Thank you. And just Samantha as we're drawing towards a close, I'm just thinking about our listeners. And I'm wondering, is there something that you've learned over your time in your governance roles that you could offer to them and it would be some kind of a challenge perhaps, but maybe wrapped in the shape of a gift. Is there anything that you can leave our listeners with?
1: Yeah, so I, I think you know look every, everything is is ultimately a circle, so I come back to you know that initial premise you know is why are we here? why, why are you there? and corollary of that is you know let's aim to be the best we can, you know, so ask ourselves the why, why am I here, how can I make the best contribution to what we're trying to, you know, achieve here and, you know, and I think if you you do that, it's so, I mean, It's very difficult sometimes, you know, at board level, but it's fundamentally so rewarding.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a challenge to always ask those simple questions, but they get right to the heart of the matter, don't they? (laughs) And Samantha, when I walk into a bookstore, when will I be able to pick up a copy of this book that you'll be writing?
1: Oh my goodness! <laughs> you know I do. Um, well, I've got a few, a few in me, but um, you know the the actually getting them down on paper is the is the challenging thing. You know when you're kind of um, fully occupied with with other things. So I'm thinking when I'm um, when I'm retired, whatever the hell that might be, I might <laughs> put something together. <laughs>
0: Well, we were just saying before we started recording, you said you had a trip to Europe coming up now that we can travel again. So maybe get the laptop out as you're flying across and who knows, maybe something will come out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I can ask myself the why am I here question when I'm sitting on a plane for 24 hours and and make it something positive.
0: Exactly. Well, if it does come out, I'll be the first one in line ready to get my copy. And Samantha, it just leaves me to say thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate the insights that you've shared with our listeners today. And um, yeah, it's been really valuable just to get a a download from you on some of your thoughts about governance. So thank you very much.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Stephen. I I, I hope it was uh, interesting and, and useful.
0: This is Stephen Rowe, and you've been listening to Board Matters, presented by the Institute of Directors, the professional body for directors in Aotearoa, New Zealand. If you enjoyed this episode and you're keen to listen to more, then why not subscribe, leave a rating, and check out some of the other episodes in this series. Thanks for listening. Ka kite ano.